0: This is emotional management, a weekly checkup from the neck up with Dr. Christian Conti, brought to you by Summit Psychology Services on KDKA Radio. Good evening, I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is emotional management, your weekly checkup from the neck up. It's the show where we get to talk about life, whatever's going on with you. Tonight we're going to go, we're going to go deep. We're going to learn some things about why you do what you do. You are going to be really, I believe that you're going to have your eyes opened to some of the things that perhaps you're doing and not realizing that you're doing. I had a very busy week. I usually do. I did a bunch of trainings this week um, and I did uh, consulting. I'm I'm all over the place, but I, I, I interact with so many different people, but time and again, The same thing comes up. The same theme emerges no matter where I am, no matter who I'm working with. Ultimately, the world boils down to two kinds of people. There are people with issues and dead people. So if you are currently alive, you have issues. So do I. We all do. It's okay. Look, I really get uh, it's interesting to me that there is still in any way, shape or form, any kind of stigma around mental health because we all struggle. We all struggle at times. And so, so many people out there will say, well, I'm I'm reticent to tell someone that I'm struggling or that I'm feeling depressed or anxious. But what I want to reach in your heart and say is this, if you're struggling in any way, let's talk about it. Let's get it out there. And I mean, talk to someone. If you want to talk to me tonight, specifically on the show, the number here is 866-391-1020. Or you can email on the dollar bank instant access at kdkaradio.com. Or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. Every week I I seem to be encountering more and more people who say, I want to call in, I'm excited about it, I listen. So first of all, I really want to take a, a pause here and send my heartfelt gratitude to everyone who listens. I'm genuinely thankful for the people that listen to this show that, that follow the YouTube channel and, uh, and and for the people who reach out, let me know that the work I'm doing is helpful for them. I'm super grateful about that. Look, I, I think that we're in this life together. We're all in this together. And that means that we go through things that are similar, even though they might be different in our own way. There are some commonalities. There are some things that really tie us together, but there are also some vastly unique things about all of us. There are reasons why we do everything we do in life. There are always reasons. Now, listen, when I say there are reasons, that doesn't mean there are excuses. There are never excuses to hurt people. There are never excuses to do harmful things, but yes, there are always reasons. There are always, one thing leads to another in the story of your life and one thing leads to another in the story of all our lives and the story of life itself. The question is, what leads to what? Look, everyone struggles with problems. Problems can get complex. They can get really complex in your life. Maybe you're, maybe you're having family issues. Maybe you're also having relationship issues. And maybe you're also having work issues. Because look, sometimes when we struggle in one area of life, it carries over to other areas. That's pretty common. Because guess what? We're the one common factor everywhere we go. You are the one person you will never get away from. And so if you're struggling in different areas and you want some help, you want some insight, give me a call 866-391-1020. If you want to call in and you don't feel like you're, you're worried about, you know, putting your name out there, you can change your name, make up a name, make up a pseudonym. What a wonderful chance for you to pull a Samuel Clemens, who of course was Mark Twain. Wait, he was actually Samuel Clemens, but he probably called in a radio station at Mark as Mark Twain. Listen, 866-391-1020 eight six six three nine one ten twenty is the number. But so you are the one common factor in all your relationships and everything you encounter you are also the only person you can control. You're the only person you can control. So this week when I was doing some different trainings and things I, I noticed that there was one particular phrase that continually came up and it stopped people from learning. it stopped people from becoming more from growing. It just stopped them. And that phrase was this, I already do that. I already do that. Or I already know that. I already know that the more you say what you already know, what you already do, the less energy you put into what you could know, what you could learn, what you could do. And so I would love for you to listen, not just to this show, but to everything you can take in with fresh ears. My wife and I have a wonderful saying, I've never felt like this in this moment before. See, this is a brand new moment. So however I feel right now is brand new to this moment. And whatever information you encounter, wherever you encounter it, it's brand new to you to that moment. I remember I was working with a a young man and he he really wanted some insight. And so I had, I quoted something, a, a line from Lao Tzu who wrote, the Tao Te Ching. He's the father of Taoism. If you've ever seen that uh, circle with the black and white uh, colors intertwined, intermixing there in a blend, um, that's the symbol of Taoism, a balance. So anyway, I I was mentioning this book to this young man and he said, oh yeah, I already know that book. And if you actually knew that book, you would know that it is a deep book that could take you your entire life to meditate on one chapter and you never really truly know it. So I already know that I already do. That is what can stop you from learning and growing and whatever you're doing right now in your relationships, having insight, having someone to bounce ideas off of is a great idea because when people bounce ideas, when you bounce ideas off someone, then you're able to get a fresh perspective on it. So again, 866-391-1020 is the number. Of course, you can always email as well, the dollar bank instant access, kdkradio.com. And you can also text at 866-391-1020. But I definitely want to open this up to talking to you, to having that dialogue with you, to give you that kind of insight. But regardless, tonight is going to be fun because the things I'm going to tell you about that you're doing time and again, when I teach these concepts, people say, oh my goodness, that's me. I do that. And it's likely gonna be you as well. And there's nothing wrong or bad about that. It's just about growing. It's about learning. Look, mental health really is a form of wealth. And when we're deficient and we're struggling and we need it, there's only one way for us to tap into it and get it, and that is through ourselves. You alone are the only person who can who has unrestricted access to your mind. You alone are the only person who can say what you truly take in. And the information in tonight's show is going to be eye-opening, what you're going to take in tonight. So I'm really really excited for to share this information with you. 866-391-1020 is the number. If you want to talk, give us a call, 866 391 1020. And then Dollar Bank Instant Access is kdkaradio.com. Or you can text us at 866 391 1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. I love that intro music. This is Emotional Management. I really wish I had musical talent because I would just jump in and start singing right there. I don't, and I want you to stay tuned. I want you to continue to be along the ride for this show, so I'm not going to sing and and push you away. But look, 866-391-1020 is the number. Dollar Bank Instant Access is kdkaradio.com. And of course, you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. Look... Problems in life can be very complex. They can be very complex. Like I said at the top of the show, whatever you're experiencing probably carries over to different areas in your life. So maybe you're struggling at home, but then all of a sudden now you're struggling at work or you're struggling with friends. It seems like they get highly complex and that's true. That's reality in life. Problems can be really complex, but here's another truth for you. Answers are simple. Now, listen, just because something is a simple answer doesn't necessarily mean it's easy, right? Be nice, be kind, be mindful. The answers in life are not complex. It's following through with living out those answers where we encounter the most difficulties. And if you're struggling and you're you're, you're encountering these difficulties and you would like some insight, look, the... The, the root of the word teacher comes from the uh, Middle English ta-sen, which is a guidepost. So if you think about what a teacher is, a teacher is a guidepost. If you were, there was a beautiful place that we used to live in, uh, in Nevada and very close to the border of California, and I had a center for people convicted of violent crimes in South Lake Tahoe, California. So we would go frequently to hike in South Lake Tahoe, California. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful place. And I remember there was one particular area that was kind of our favorite place to hike. To me, it's one of the most beautiful places in the world. Uh, And right up uh, north of, uh, right above Emerald Bay in South Lake Tahoe. But there was a sign. You would come to a sign and it would tell you different paths that you could take. So maybe you would follow this path to the first lake. You'd follow this one to another lake or another climbing area. And I I remember vividly that sign. And to me, that epitomizes what a teacher is. A teacher is a sign. You don't go to a teacher to give you the answers. You go to a teacher to have the teacher point the way. So I've always kind of looked at my job in life, no matter what I've done from counseling to teaching, literally teaching to, um, everything I am in life, I believe ultimately as an author, I believe life is about for me, at least my job is to be a guidepost. It's to be able to point people and say, look, if you go down this path, this is what might happen. So if you remember the divine, the divine comedy, when Dante went through hell and he went through purgatory and he went through heaven, he needed a guide. And Virgil was his guide and hell and Virgil was his guide in purgatory and then Beatrice or Beatrice was his guide in heaven. So he had a guide and the guy and oftentimes, oftentimes what Virgil would say to him was like, look, hey, if you go over here, this is what happened and, and this is what you'll find. If you go over here, this is what you'll find. And really that is what a guide does. That's what a guide post is there for to say, look, if you go down this path, if you continue engaging in these behaviors, this is what you're going to get. And if you do these behaviors, this is what you're going to get. So here's an eye-opening concept for you that I promised I'd share. There's a concept called enmeshment. Enmeshment means we are emotionally tied to one another. There was a frog and a mouse and they were very good friends and they had a lot of fun on the land, but eventually the mal- the frog wanted to go back in the water. And well, the frog and the mouse, they were such good friends that they decided let's tie a string to each other's legs. So that way we're always connected and we're always around each other. And so, yeah, they were having a lot of fun on the land, but then one day, the, ma- the frog said, I got to get back in the water. And so he died, but back in the water. Well, the mouse was connected because the mouse was connected. He drowned. And then when he drowned, his body floated up to the top of the water and a hawk swooped down to get the mouse and also got the frog. I often tell that story to young people to say, be mindful who you tie yourself to because you never know what's going to happen. But I'm also telling it now because the concept of enmeshment, what it is, enmeshment means emotionally connected to someone. So you have people in your life that when they get upset, you get upset. When they get happy, you get happy. And that's a very natural, normal part of human development. you're young when you're a baby and you know and your parents say you know that that banana is edible that blanket is not edible you take them at their word you take them at 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 their value okay great you're right this this banana is edible the blanket's not edible and then they start to teach you your world and if they come home angry you feel that energy energy is powerful anybody out there who has children or grandchildren specifically babies knows and knows that experience that when your baby, when your infant is upset, one of the most powerful ways to help a baby calm down is to calm your own energy down. And when you calm your own energy down, your baby will feel that and they will vibe off your energy. So being mindful of your energy around infants is really important. But let's think about this. So as infants, you grow up. And if your parents are yelling and screaming, you feel that chaos as well. And you become, there becomes like a nuclear emotion of the family, right? Whatever the family tends to feel. And your family felt like this. You probably had a nuclear emotion amongst your family. If if one person was off, maybe there was a powerful figure who held a lot of energy in the family. And if they were off, everyone felt it. Everyone was having a bad day then. And this is enmeshment. If you're upset, then I'm upset. And it, it happens so frequently that we really have a difficult time breaking free from it. And the person who kind of came up with this concept of enmeshment and differentiation, his name was Murray Bowen and he was a psychologist. And he, he said, look, to become the goal is to break free of that enmeshment and become what's called differentiated and differentiated is separate. You can be a different individual. So if, but you can still be there with people, but you're not attached to them emotionally. In other words, I can love someone, I can be fully present with someone, but if they're really down and sad, I don't have to get down and sad with them. I can still be there, I can be there with them, but I don't have to take on that emotion. I can maintain control of my own emotions. And so often couples, Couples take on each other's emotions. And again, it's very natural. It makes sense. You're around each other a lot. Your faces start to mirror one another and you start to really react to each other. And when you're so emotionally enmeshed, it's difficult to break free. In fact, it's so hard that some teenagers, when they decide they want to break free, they don't really know how to do it. So they oftentimes just do the opposite of whatever their parents taught them when they were young so maybe they move far away to college or maybe they they stop talking to their family for a bit of time they it's what's called disengagement they disengage from their family so they they think they're unhinging but they're still emotionally enmeshed i'll give you an example sometimes if if children come from a religious family when they move away they may say well i'm not going to believe in anything i'm atheist now and when they embrace that atheism it's because it's the opposite of what their parents believed. But if you're still doing something because it's the opposite of what someone else has done, then you are still emotionally enmeshed with that person. The goal is not to just break free and disengage and get away. The goal is to become differentiated, become your own person, and not do things as a reaction against what others do. Well, you like that movie, so I'm not gonna like it. Well, you like those books? Well, I'm not going to read those books because I'm not like you. Well, that's emotional enmeshment. To become differentiated is to find who you are. To find who you are means to go on a journey through the depths of your undiscovered psyche. And it's deep. And that's why we're going deep. And the number is 866-391-1020. If you want to be a part of the show, Dollar Bank Instant Access is kdkaradio.com. And you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. This is emotional management. We can help you manage your emotions. I tell you what, if you can send me your anger, I'll get rid of it for you. A student went to the teacher and said, I'm so angry. And the teacher said, well, I tell you what hand me your anger and I'll get rid of it for you. And the student said, I can't hand it to you. It's, it's, it's not a thing. And the teacher said, so you're telling me your anger is nothing. And he said, well, there it is. I fixed it for you. (laughs) (laughs) Your anger is no thing. It is something, it's something to you. It's in your mind and you're the only one with access to controlling that mind to be able to being able to learn about yourself. If you believe that you already know about yourself, well, you're in a tough spot, you're in a tough spot. Look, I was saying before the break, a teacher comes from the, the root tossen, which is a guidepost. So if you take the path of, I already do that, or I already know that you're not likely to go very far. You just won't. That's just the reality of what that path, where that path leads. If you take the path of, I want to learn, then you're more likely to go very, very far. And if you want to learn about yourself specifically, maybe exactly with what's going on with you right now in your life, and you want to talk about it with me, the number's 866-391-1020, the Dollar Bank Instant Access, and we have some emails to get to here, kdkaradio.com, and text at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. We also have some text to get to as well. And I'm going to get to that, but I kind of want to come back to this subject for a minute. I want to tell you about this because I think this is really eye-opening. So emotional enmeshment, it's when you are emotionally tied to someone. So picture yourself tied to someone, physically tied to someone that you're close with. Now, imagine that there's a giant ladder next to the two of you. And that person decides to go up the ladder and you don't want to go up the ladder, but they just start going up the ladder. Well, if you're tied to them, you got to go up too. And maybe they go down really far into the basement. And if they go into the basement, maybe you don't want to go, but if they go and you're tied together, you have to go too. wherever that person goes, you go. Enmeshment is it's powerful concept because here's what happens. If someone is struggling and they begin to create crises around them. And this happens a lot. I've talked about this on the show before, but if you're a new listener, this is a really important concept to understand. I I teach this phrase, I say this all the time, your your mind always wants to match your body. So if you down three energy drinks and your body starts to feel physically anxious, then your mind is going to race to try to create a story to match The anxiety you feel, so I I will experience anxiety for sure. And when I experience anxiety, I start to think, did I did I miss a deadline on something? Was I supposed to be somewhere else speaking? I'll have this quick shoot up, like, oh my goodness, what day is this? Am I supposed to be in this state? Like maybe I'm supposed to be in a different state. So our mind wants to match our body. Your mind wants to match your body. However you're feeling, it means if you're in a lot of pain, then you're not going to want to be in pain when you're in pain, you're suffering. But when you lash out in pain, when you snap, when you yell, you re- you release endorphins and endorphins are the feel good hormones. So you start to feel better. And for that moment, you temporarily, you get, you get rid of that pain temporarily. But then of course you really probably feel bad about yelling at others and taking it out on others. But the truth is if you're in pain, It's a good reason why you're probably more agitated, more irritable why you're short with your loved ones. So now let's come back to enmeshment. Let's say someone is, you're enmeshed with someone who's struggling in a lot of pain and they're agitated and they're irritable. And now when they're angry, you're feeling that anger. It's almost as if I I want you to picture that emotions are like a really, heavy weighted ball, like a medicine ball. A medicine ball is what they call that weightlifting ball is real heavy. So a picture of a medicine ball and it's very heavy and that's what an emotion is. Now, somebody doesn't want to carry that around all day. So what do they do? They looked to give it away. I don't want this thing. Give it, let me give it to you. So I pass it to you. And Maybe at a minimum, you're not going to take it, but maybe you start to help me with it because you feel bad that I'm suffering with it. That's exactly a physical look of what happens when people are struggling with anger. And all of a sudden, because they're experiencing anger, you start experiencing anger because you are enmeshed with them. You are, you connected with them. And if you seek to believe the opposite of what someone believes, because you don't like that person, you're mad at that person, you want to, you want to be perceived as different from that person so let's let's do it. let's hit it home for you. Let's say whatever side of politics you like, the other side, somebody from the other side, you find out that they really like a movie, and you say, "Well, if they like that movie, I'm not going to see it." So you literally stop yourself from seeing a movie because the other person that you dislike says that they like the movie, so you're really not, and this is gonna be scary thought for you, but I told you this would be eye opening you're actually really emotionally enmeshed with that person. You're tied to them because you're actually doing the opposite of what they're doing. It's almost like a seesaw, but you're on that seesaw with them. Maybe when they go up, you go down or vice versa. But the reality is that if you're making your decisions based off what other people are doing, then you are connected to that person. If you want to be free, if you want to be able to take care of yourself, of your mind, your body, your spirit, then it's about becoming differentiated. It's about becoming uniquely yourself and to become uniquely yourself. You've got to go inward. You are the only one who can go inward. You're the only one who can see into your mind. It's funny because a lot of people through the years would come in to see me and they come into my office and they'd say, uh, uh, what am I thinking? And I would say, uh, you're thinking that I'm a psychic, <laughs> which probably was accurate in that moment, but it doesn't mean that I'm actually psychic. I can't see into your mind. Somebody the other day found out what I did. He said, well, I got to quit talking to you. I said, listen, I'm not, I'm not analyzing you right now. That's not what I, that's not, that's, I'm not doing that. I am caught up in my own world. It's really fascinating. Let me tell you an interesting, uh, idea. When we look at social media, I think this is really fascinating. So we compare our lives to what we see on the inside. So we don't just see the world that's around us. We see the world that's around us through our own eyes and things can become magnified. Take the teenager who's has a pimple and to no one else around, no one even notices the pimple. No one even, no, no one's paying attention to it at all. But to that teenager, that pimple becomes magnified. It becomes enormous. It's almost like the only thing that 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 young person sees that day. Oh no, I have a pimple. Oh no, everyone's looking when the truth is no one really is to them in their world. That is what's big, but the same is true for you and me. Whatever's big to us is big to us. It is just big to us. Now watch this. We see the reality in our own lives. So we might see the struggles in our relationships. We might see the pain that we're experiencing. We might see the things we're hiding from others and we might see the turmoil that's within. And then we flip on to social media and we flip through people's pictures and everyone seems happy and people seem to be living their best lives. And you see the people with the shirt off and uh, making muscles going, oh, I'm, I'm just a little too fat right now, trying to elicit comments from everybody to say, oh no, you're not fat, you look great. Um, and they post these pictures and it's real methodical in the way they do it. And you're seeing glimpses and not only are you seeing glimpses, but you are seeing what's called persona. Personae is plural for persona and persona means mask. It's the mask we wear. We all wear masks. We wear masks in society and those masks are what we put on so that society will see us the way we think we want them to see us. So let's take the example of a young person who acts tough when that person is really insecure, when they're really scared, they might act tough because they put on that persona of, if I'm tough, then you won't mess with me. And as long as I'm tough and you don't mess with me, I'm safe. And so they continue to put up this facade, this mask, this persona of being tough when really they're scared. When you see people who are struggling because they are, they're, they're really, they really seem to be really cocky, really arrogant, Oh, that person thinks they're so awesome. The truth is the only people who act that way are people who are really insecure. When you see people go out of the way to, to say, I don't care what people think. That is enmeshment. That's enmeshment with society to say, I do care what you think. I need you to think a certain thing of me. When you see the guy with his shirt off, who's really built and says, ah, oh, I just putting on some weight lately. This is day three. I'm just trying to work hard. Tell me what you think. You know, that's eliciting, that's enmeshment with society to say, tell me, teach me, or not not teach me, but tell me society, tell me I'm okay. Look, if you are connected to the people that you dislike, think about that. Think about who you're tying yourself to. And if you want to talk about it, 866-391-1020 is the number, dollar bank instant access at kdkaradio.com or text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA radio you're listening to emotional management with Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA radio hey this is emotional management we're talking about some deep stuff today we're talking about the human psyche your psyche the depth of your mind the depth of your undiscovered psyche there are so many areas areas in your mind to explore if you want some help exploring some of those areas, 866-391-1020 is the number. Dollar Bank Instant Access, radio.com, or text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. There are emails, and I promise you I'm getting to them, um, but I'm going to keep going on this idea a bit because I was thinking about this whole concept of your psyche and your mind and going into your mind. And I and the reason why I really wanted to share this with you tonight is this. I know all of you out there. I know you out there right now. You have thoughts going on in your mind that you you really don't know what to do with these thoughts and you wonder, do other people have these thoughts? Do other people think the way I do? You know, my, my mind just goes out there sometimes. Does anybody else's mind go out there? Look, there are some things that we all have in common. There are some things that we tend to do that can, it's almost like a dry riverbed, right? If there's a dry riverbed, it's an open space, but it needs the water to come in to actually make the river. So there's some dry riverbeds that come and make commonalities amongst all of us. But ultimately, that water, that's unique. And your water, that's unique in your mind. So for you to really understand your own river, your own thoughts, you you gotta go into your own mind. So, So I was thinking about this, right? And I was thinking about when you look at the problems in your mind, you can look at them one of two ways or probably one of a million ways. There are two ways that I'm thinking about. One way you can look at it and say, oh no, I've got these problems. Problems, problems, I got problems. Or you can look at them as adventures. You would not turn on a movie to watch somebody watch the paint dry. You would say, where's the adventure? Where's the action? Let me see something. But there is a movie playing in your mind every moment of every day. Now, how do you look at that movie? How do you watch that movie? How do you narrate that movie? That's the question right there. How do you narrate that movie that's in your mind? Because if you narrate your movie with extreme language, if you say things like, nobody likes me nobody likes you there's seven billion people on the planet if you're telling yourself nobody likes you you're probably going to be really upset because that'd be a bad way you'd be in a bad way if seven billion people don't like you but if you're telling yourself you know what uh i had a run-in with two people today and it, it wasn't it wasn't a good interaction well that's a lot more accurate than nobody likes me and if you are Telling yourself extreme things, I can't stand it when so and so does this, then you're going to feel really awful. Think about that. If you can't stand something, I mean, think about the intensity of that statement. I can't stand it. My goodness, if you can't stand something, then you're going to be falling over. You might be killing over if you can't stand it, but think about how much intensity, how intense your movie goes when you say, your internal movie goes when you say, I can't stand it. And then it's so chaotic and you almost fall over in your own mind. But if you say to yourself, you know what? I don't like what just happened, but it's not the end of the world and I can handle it. That's accurate. That's true. So the bottom line is this. When you speak, when something happens and you say untrue things to yourself and exaggerate and use hyperbole, hyperbole is the worst. When you say exaggerated things, you feel in exaggerated ways, but when you speak accurately to yourself about the world things change you find balance you find peace that's the road that I'm pointing you down that road to peace so I was doing a training the other day and this group of people they said well we're never supported by management never and I said never How long you been here? 15 years, 15 years. In 15 years, you have never, not one time, been supported by management. Well, no, not never, but uh, you know, well, break it down. Well, let me give you an example. And then they hesitated for a while, and then they came up with an example. And I said, I'm sorry, you're here for 15 years, you've never been supported, and it took you that long to come up with one example. Give me another example. And they're like, well, I can't think of one right now, but we're never, and so then they started to talk together and they said, so maybe what he's saying about extreme language is true. Maybe we really are exaggerating. And I said, now watch what happens. You're exaggerating this never. It never happens. We never get supported. And now and now the tone of where you work is highly negative because now the tone is nothing ever happens. No one ever does anything. No one ever supports us. And if I lived in and worked in an environment where no one ever supported me and no one ever did anything for me, then yeah, I'm gonna feel in extreme ways too. So when you narrate the movie that's in your mind, when you are, the, you are the narrator, you are the only one who can narrate that movie in your mind, that ongoing movie. So when obstacles come up, when things happen, you can say to yourself, this is awful. This is terrible. I can't stand it. Or you can say to yourself, you know what? I don't like how I'm feeling, but it's not the end of the world. And I can handle it because the more mindful you are about your self-talk, The more mindful you are about the way you're narrating the movie that runs in your mind, the more you can embrace what's happening, not as obstacles, but as an adventure. It's an adventure. I look at life as an adventure. If I'm stuck in traffic, I say, look, what an adventure. Like if I was just driving to work today and there was no stoppage in traffic, then it wouldn't have been an adventure, but it is an adventure because this is what's happening to me right now. Anytime you watch an adventure movie, let's think about Indiana Jones. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't figure out what the adventures are going to be before he encounters them. He gets there and encounters them. That's what's so exciting. Embrace the obstacles in your life as an adventure, and think about how different your life would be. Now, look. That doesn't mean that life's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that you're not going to experience really serious things. You might be struggling in a a really serious way, and that's an that, that's a really tough adventure to go through. But you're not alone. is the number here. If you wanna talk to me about it, dollar bank instant access is kdkaradio.com, or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. You are not alone in this life. It can feel like it, but you're not alone. You might have to navigate your mind alone, but you have a lot of support along the way. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on kdka radio this is emotional management a weekly checkup from the neck up with dr christian conti brought to you by summit psychology services on kdka radio welcome back emotional management i'm dr christian conti i really appreciate you taking time out of your night to spend it with me listen i love doing this show so one of my uh, mentors, one of my friends here at KDKA Radio, is Rob Pratt. If you don't know him, follow him on Twitter. His Twitter handle's at Rob Pratt P R A T T E. But listen. Rob's one of the most kind human beings you'll ever meet. And one of the things I love about him is, uh, as he's been, uh, I'm learning this radio process. Like I'm learning a lot about this radio process. So I've, I've done television. I speak all over and, but, but this radio process has been new, fairly new to me. You know, I was on shows for a long time, but this is obviously the first radio show that's mine. I've, I've done podcasts. Um, but it, so this is unique and I'm learning and I love like what. I've learned from Rob. One of the things he taught me is, listen, this is your show. You, you, This is your show. And I want to bring that back to the analogy of what we talked about in the first hour. It's your mind. You can do what you want in your mind. You can allow your thoughts to go in whatever direction you want. So I appreciate knowing this is my show and I can take it in the direction I want to go in. I feel empowered. I, I feel great. I feel honored. I feel humbled by that. And I want to honor that by taking it in the best possible direction. I want you to want that for your mind. It's your mind and you've been blessed to have this beautiful mind. So why not take it in the best possible direction? Why not take it in the direction of peace? If you're struggling and you want to get to peace and you're stuck somewhere along the way and you can't really figure it out. The number is 866-391-1020 1020 Dollar bank instant access is KDKRadio.com, or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. And here is a, in email, it says, I watched your videos on your YouTube channel. And now I'm asking myself, maybe I'm the problem. How do I know if I'm the problem? John, John, that's a great question. I love that. Um, well, John, listen, you are the problem, but I say that with love. You are a part of the problem. Look, there was a, a monk and he, he was, uh, he was carrying a mirror. He carried a mirror with him every little handheld mirror. He carried it with him everywhere. And a, a woman came up to him and she said, I thought you were a monk. I thought you were supposed to be holy. He said, uh, what's your point? And he said, well, I see you carrying that mirror around all the time. It seems kind of vain. And he says all this, and he pulls the mirror out of his pocket and he looks at it and he says, I carry this with me everywhere. I, I pull it out to remind myself that I am the source and the solution to my problems. I am both the source and the solution to my problems. So, John, yes, you are the source, but you're also the solution of your problems. I love, love your question, John. How do maybe I'm the problem? How do I know if I'm the problem? Well, one way to tell if you're the problem, I can tell you this, John. You're a lot farther along than most people because so many people do not see the role they play in interactions. We have a tendency to minimize the pain that we cause others and maximize the pain they cause us. If I cut someone off in traffic, I get to say, what's the big deal? I just made a mistake on the road. But if you cut me off in traffic, (gasps) how dare you cut me off in traffic? If I make a mistake, I minimize it. If you make a mistake, I maximize it. And you do the same thing. When you see people make mistakes, you maximize them. You make them big. You blow them up. I can't believe he did that. I can't believe it. You you watch the news, you watch you you watch entertainment and you judge people by a particular moment in their lives. Very often you judge people by the worst moment in their life. And yet, if someone wrote a paragraph only detailing your worst moment of your life, would you really be okay being defined by that? Of course not. You wouldn't want to be defined by the worst moment of your life. Yet, You so willingly define others by theirs. What if we shined light on that? So anyway, let me come back to you, John, here. So you ask, are you the problem? How do you know if you're the problem? Well, one way to figure out your problem is say, look, I am a part of all the interactions that I have. Lord Alfred Tennyson said in his poem, Ulysses, he had the character Ulysses. It's an awesome poem. If you don't know Ulysses, I actually used to memorize uh, poetry, um, longer poetry, especially when I was in my doctoral program 20 years ago, because... I felt like it kept my mind fresh and I love poetry, but in the poem, Ulysses, uh, he has Ulysses comes back from battle. So he's been gone. He's fought in the Trojan war. Then he was on his own adventures for a while. So he comes back. He's been gone for 20 years. He comes home and, and he's, he gives this kind of a, a, a speech about like, is this what's left of life? But in it, there's a beautiful line, a powerful line. He says, I am a part of all that I have met. I love that line. I am a part of all that I have met, and so are you. John, you are a part of all that you have met. In other words, in every interaction that you're in, you're responsible for your part. And so what part are you playing? What part are you contributing to it? So let's say you walk into a situation, and the situation is chaos, and you say, well, I didn't cause that chaos. Well, what kind of energy are you bringing to that chaos? Are you getting into the situation and then contributing more chaos to it, or are you getting into the situation and bringing a peaceful energy to it. I don't know if, I don't think you're the sole cause of all the interactions and all the things that happen around you, but I can tell you this, John, the more responsibility that you take the way you are by acknowledging that, yes, you are a part of that problem, then the better chance you have to do what you can to be a solution with it. So, yeah, I love that question. I love that question. Maybe I'm the problem. Let's go... To the phone lines, Dean, you're on line one. I mean, I'm so sorry, you're on KDKA. That's an awesome mistake I just made. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good evening. I hope we get what we pay for in high school and colleges. There's a lot of talk about socialism in the past 24 hours, 48 hours. The professors are uh, not teaching socialism. It's one step away from communism, which is a uh, you know, course met with a gun. There's a site on this, Daniel said- um, so we're losing that call so badly, and we weren't on topic, but uh, at least you got to hear me make a good mistake. Instead of saying you're on KDKA, I said you're on line one. That's just awesome. Um, so let me come back to the topic at hand, which is you. This is you, not just that. That's interesting because, see, people get so upset about some things that are going on in the, in the world, and they don't realize that they're contributing to it. If you don't like the dialogue that's in the world, and then... Okay, so listen to this. There were four Zen students, and they were told to sit in silence. So their their, 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 their their teacher said, sit in silence. So the first student sat there and said, I can do this. This will be easy. And the second student said, you just spoke. And the third student said, you both just talked. And the fourth student said, I am the only one who has not spoken. Now, in the content of what was shared there... They each contributed something in every moment. They each contributed something. So to say that any of them is not to blame is not true. The reality is they all contributed. If you don't like a topic and then you talk about that topic all day long, you're contributing to it. You're giving, you're watering it. You're watering that topic. My wife uses this phrase a lot. If you don't like a subject, don't water it. If you want your plants to be alive in your house, what are you going to do? You're going to water them. You're going to help them be alive. If you don't want them to be, well, I hope you do want your plants to be alive. But if you don't water them, they're going to die. If you don't water a particular topic, it's going to die. Let's water what you want watered in your life. And if you want to talk, it's 866-391-1020. The Dollar Bank Instant Access is kdkaradio.com. You can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management. On KDK Radio. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. You're you, and this show's about you. So if you currently have a mind and you want to explore it and you want to talk about it, It's 866-391-1020. The dollar bank instant access is kdkaradio.com. Or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. So in this undiscovered psyche of yours, in that deep depths of your mind, It can get scary to get lost inside the the vastness that is your mind. So what do we do? We create something called an ego and our ego is the center of what we know. It's our center of our consciousness. Everything that we're aware of, well, that boils down to ego. And so here's the thing about ego. Ego can be really fragile because let's think of an iceberg. The ego exists up on top of that iceberg, the part of the iceberg that's above water the real part of who you really are. That's the essence. That's deep underneath that water. And it's scary. It's just a, a vastness. And think about your mind that way. Your ego is what you think, you know, right? Everyone alive would say, you would say, well, of course I have more to learn. And we might say that in a cavalier way. I, uh, I have more to learn. Sure. But do you really, because if you really have more to learn and you really understand this principle then you will approach every situation with a curiosity and a humility of wanting to learn. So my new book's coming out this year. Later in the year, it's called Walking Through Anger. I get to talk about my yield theory. Yield theory is predicated on doing three core actions. Listen, validate, explore options. That listening, though, it's how you listen. It's how you validate. It's how you explore options. It's the way you do it that matters. It's easy to just say it, but how do you do it? There was a woman came up to me. I was giving a talk to about 500 mental health specialists. This woman came up to me. She was pretty condescending, and she said, that's it. That's your big theory, three things. I said, yeah, but if you think about it, all Bruce Lee ever did was move, block and hit. He did pretty well for himself. <laughs> I mean, if we're reducing things to it's, it's the, 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 the real essence, of all Michael Jordan ever did was shoot the basketball. But yeah, he did really well for himself, too. So, yes, what the core. Now, I have seven fundamental components that drive the way we listen, we validate, we explore options. But ultimately, it comes down to just what? That. How do you listen? How do you validate? How do you explore options? And I don't think that you ever just get there and that's it. I really believe if we if we think about it as terms in terms of people exist, your mind, I think of it like a box. So I can only ever be on one side of a box at a time. I might be able to see two sides of the box, but I can't see all sides all at once. Just by the nature of what it is. I, I can only see part of it. So there is a humility when you approach other people as though their mind is kind of like that box. You're only going to see a sum of it. You're never going to have all the information. Now I can promise you this, everyone out there, you listening right now, I'm talking to you. You have been angry before because people have made a judgment about you without knowing the whole story. And you've been frustrated and you thought, "Why? this isn't fair. This isn't right. They don't even know the whole story yet. They're judging it. But on a daily basis, we do that hundreds of times. We have partial information. We don't have all the information yet. We make not only judgments, but emotional judgments that drive us and that get us heated and get us upset. And they, it wrecks our internal worlds. And why? Because we only see partial story. So, but one of the reasons why we get so upset about what we know and our ego, our ego gets, we, we protect it because it's fragile because we're so afraid of letting go to the reality that there's so much more to learn out there. And that's scary for a lot of us. We love to believe that whatever we think, whatever we believe is absolute truth because my goodness, if we let go to the fact that we're on a spinning ball in a galaxy with, well, now it might be back up to nine plans, but a different one than that Pluto that you used to think. And at least, uh, six uh now dwarf planets as of last year. Well, I used to say five dwarf planets till last year. Now it's six dwarf planets. Now maybe nine regular sized planets. Hey, we don't even know how many planets are in the solar system, let alone the fact that we're in a galaxy with hundreds of billions of stars and two trillion galaxies. My goodness this universe is a big place. And what do we do in a universe that size? We say Whatever I think must be truth, whatever I believe must be truth, and we are scared to let go to the reality that there could be more out there that we don't know, and that's scary for us. So we latch on to our perspectives about other people, about the world, but that's all part of that running internal narrator in the movie in your mind. You're saying to yourself, no, things have to be this way. People should operate according to what I think. Listen. The world of shoulds is what I call the cartoon world. When you live in a cartoon world, you say, this is how the world should be. But the reality is the world is how it is. So if I walk into a forest and say there shouldn't be any trees here and there are trees, then I'm fooling myself. The reality is that there are trees there. And just as silly as it is for me to walk into a forest and say that there shouldn't be trees there, it's equally as silly for you and me to say that things should be a way that they're not, that doesn't mean that we can't improve on things. That doesn't mean we can't work toward being better, but the reality is it's best to start where we are, not where we should be. It's best to start where we actually are and then work from there. So if you're going to be traveling somewhere and you ask directions and the person says, look, if you're going to go there, I wouldn't start from where you are. You'd say, well, but I am here. And I'm stuck, so where do I go? Well, listen, from where you are, that's what it is. So when we explore our mind, our mind, our ego is very fragile, so we create what's called defense mechanisms. And one of the defense mechanisms we create that we use to keep ourselves safely locked inside our egos is called introjection, I-N-T-R-O, introjection. That's an unquestioned, accepted idea. And the more you have an unquestioned, accepted idea, you just take it in, you never question it. So, back to the, you, you know, you grow up with parents who say that banana's edible, that blanket's not edible. Hey, that's true. And now they start to tell you to, what to believe about the world. And you say, well, they were right about that banana thing, so I better believe them about this too. There was an old uh, ceremony going on, and the, uh, the priest of the ceremony, uh, this was many eons ago, and the priest of the ceremony, there was a stray dog that wandered up to the ceremony. So, right before the ceremony started, the priest took the dog and tied him to, to the tree um, to and then went on with the ceremony. Uh, years passed, and the people long since forgot what the priest said during the ceremony, but they remembered that before they ever start the ceremony, they have to tie a dog to a tree. <laughs> that, that's an interjection. When we unquestionably accept an idea, we don't know why we do it. We just do it. We do it because we've always done it. That's an interjection. There are things you do, and you don't know why you do them, but if you could really uncover why you do them, you could really find tremendous freedom. For instance, you might not know why you go up when other people around you go up or down when they go down, but if you were able to question that, if you were able to stop and step back and say, why am I doing this? Why am I going up the ladder when you're going up it, and down when, I, when you're going down? Why don't I just stay with my feet firmly planted on the ground? And when you can ask yourself that, now you can get to the next level. The next level is this. I say, good students question everything. Great students actually pursue an answer to those questions. So question why you do stuff. Yes, but then actually pursue an answer because when you pursue an answer, you get to uncover things deep in your mind that you did not realize were there, that you might not have realized were there. There is, there's, there's so much, there's so much to it. There's so much more to all of it. Now, look, if you want to talk about stuff, 866-391-1020. 866-391-1020. I have met people over these last couple months, especially over the last couple weeks, who have uh, come up to me, and it's such a humbling experience, and they'll say, you know, I listen to your show, and I'll say, hey, why don't you call in? And they like, say, oh, I could never call in. I wouldn't want people to know this or that. Listen, you can be anonymous. This is radio. We do not show your face, and we will not know if you make up a name. But if you want to talk, 866 391 1020 is the number. And of course, dollar bank instant access email, kdkaradio.com. I've got emails I'm going to get to. I've kind of been giving you a lot of information tonight and just feeling it to share it. So I'm sharing it, Um, but I will get to some questions. I got more questions too coming up. You can also text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. So you will always live with you. It's important to get to know yourself. Hey, if you want to get to know more about me, I have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Dr. Christian Conti. But right now, this is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Hey, this is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Look, we're talking about some serious stuff tonight, going deep, like learning really about your psyche. I have a message here from Denise. It says, Dr. Conti, this is all new info for me, but I find it helpful. My sibling and mother seem to be very enmeshed. I can see it very clearly now. My mom thinks if she's not going on the emotional ride with my sister that she doesn't care enough. How can I help them see that their relationship is toxic. Denise, Denise, how can you help them see their relationship? Listen, the first thing we wanna do when we get awareness is we wanna hurry up and tell people how they're doing it wrong. I I used to teach counseling classes and people would say, so they would sit through these three hour classes and then the way I taught uh, at a university, I said, uh, I taught at the University of Nevada. I said, look, if you wanna bring people into class, bring somebody into class. So sometimes students would bring their loved ones in they would be really funny because they would bring their their husband or wife in and to meet me and then say here now just tell tell them what you you taught us and I'm like you sat through a semester worth of information and you want me to just sum that up and just hand it into your the heart of your loved one and I think we want that sometimes we get awareness and we want to hurry up and give it to everyone else and sometimes one of the most empowering things we can do is sit with this information and really get to know it well, really try to understand it. Try to understand, for instance, Denise, whether or not you're disengaged from the two of them. You might be, or maybe you are enmeshed with them in some way, or maybe there's something going on that you can still learn about your own role in it. No matter what happens, you always playing a role in it and then kind of work to really Clean that part of it. Really take care of that part. Your role in it. But if you do want to make people aware of the concept of enmeshment and differentiation, if you want to make people aware of these concepts, I think one of the healthiest ways is: Hey, I'm really excited. I I I just learned this really cool idea, and I want to share it with you guys. Um, And then you kind of tell them: Hey, I was listening to this radio show. I heard this idea. It's really cool. Here's what it is. There was this whole idea that like we're emotionally connected. And because we're emotionally connected, you know, we go up with each other's ups and down with each other's downs. And I I even listened, I learned that we can really love people and be completely present with them, but not take on their energy. And by sharing it in that way, it's kind of an excited rather than let me sit down and tell you how your relationship is toxic. I heard Dr. Conti say it. So it must be true. No question. Everything I say, I say that to everyone, including my daughter, my favorite person on planet earth. I still tell her question what I say to you question what anybody teaches you, but just actively pursue an answer. But if this this information is resonating with you and it sounds like it is with uh, Denise, then I would say, yes, your mother and sister might very well be in mesh. you probably, you probably do see it right on the money. And your mom thinks that if she's not doing, uh, if she's not going on that emotional ride with her sister, that she doesn't care enough. That's a wonderful point to bring up. Actually, that's a really, um, that's why I wanted to reread that. That's a wonderful point to bring up. If she doesn't, so she might feel like, well, I'm not showing her I care enough. And that happens a lot. I actually got asked that the other day in one of my trainings. Um, Someone said, well, I was talking about how you can stay differentiated and they misheard that as saying, well, I'll just shut down in silence and I won't say anything. And I said, that is not in that is not differentiation. You're still enmeshed because you're trying to do the opposite. If you shut down too, it's also kind of a form of manipulation, because think about it. When was the last time anyone ever gave you the silent treatment and you thought, oh, well, they must be thinking I'm awesome right now. When people shut down in the silent treatment, you're thinking, what did I, what did I do? Say something. What's on? Just tell me, tell me, tell me. So yeah, silent treatment can be really manipulative. It can either come from a place of being manipulative or it can come from a place of being really hurt and not knowing what to say or do. But let's come back to this idea of if, if someone doesn't, so if you might think, well, if I'm not supposed to go on the ride with them, then I just won't care. So here's what I would really love. I would love for you not to go from one extreme to the other. You do not have to say, well, if I'm not going to go up with the ups and down with the downs, then I just shouldn't talk. No, that's not it. That's that's the opposite. That's disengaged. That's not connecting. Well, then I shouldn't, uh, you know, I should do whatever the opposite. No, you can still be fully connected. You can listen to your daughter. You can listen to your sister. You can listen to your husband. You can listen to your wife and you can, you can feel with them. You can say feel with them, but not take it on. What I mean by that is this, I feel for people all the time. I was talking to a person the other day, young man who lost his father, and I, feel, I felt with him, I definitely felt with him, but I wanted to hold a space for him to feel how he needed to feel rather than then making it about me and what I was feeling. I needed to continually make it about him to help him get through that situation, but definitely I I felt for him. So it doesn't mean that you're detaching from people. It means you're detaching the emotional piece. Like I don't need to share in that emotion. What I need to do is be here as a steady rock for you as you go through that emotion. Now, here's what this does for you. Imagine you're in your work environment and you go to work tomorrow and people are really upset about something because people tend to be upset about something when there's, when there's, they don't feel good on the inside. They tend to create problems on the outside. Remember what I said earlier, your mind always wants to match your body. And so what happens is when people don't feel good, they start to gossip, they start to say negativity. And when they start to say negativity and gossip, you might want to join in that. But instead of joining in that, what if you were to kind of maintain your own presence, maintain your own energy, focus on being, focus on being present and focus on giving them your best. So I was teaching this concept earlier today what do you bring to situations? What energy do you bring to situations and what energy do you leave behind when you walk away from situations? So I was talking to someone the other day who said, uh, my son, he doesn't, he doesn't call home he doesn't call home. He doesn't want to come around. And so I asked her, I said, well, what are you, what are you like when he's here? And she's like, I don't know. I'm like myself. And I said, well, since you can't control the part of him not coming home, the only part you can control is what you're doing. Maybe I don't know what you're doing. You might be doing, you know, you might just be giving love. He might just be struggling. I don't know. But again, remember the monk in the mirror. I am both the source and the solution to my problems. Figure out what you're doing because when you can figure out what you're doing, you have a chance to control that. So here's an example. Okay, let me come to this. So we have an email here. It says, I feel like everyone in my family takes advantage of me. The only time people come around me is if I buy them gifts. I want people to come around, but I don't want it to be because I buy them gifts. That's Sharon. Sharon. Okay. So you, everyone, you feel like everyone in your family takes advantage of you. The only time people come around you is if you buy them gifts and you want people to come around, but you don't want it to be because you buy them gifts. Okay. Sharon. First of all, great. Thank you so much for writing into the show. Um, all right. If you buy them the gifts, this is where that process is where I say we we figure out what part we play. If you're buying the gifts and they're coming around, then that's the reward. That's the reason why it's, it's about the gift. I remember years ago when I first started to do, um, in home therapy, this is in the nineties, I would go into kids' homes and I would work with them. And I didn't know, I mean, I had a lot to learn about the whole process. I was just starting out But one thing I did learn was it's not about gift giving. I was not gonna go, I didn't have any money anyway, but I wasn't gonna buy people gifts because I realized I didn't want the kids to like me because I gave them gifts. I wanted to connect with them because uh, I wanted to be able to build that rapport with them and make a lasting impact, not just an impact because when I'm around, there's a gift. So I kind of made it a rule, no matter when when I'm with you, there's no chance, there's zero chance that there's gonna be any gift. I'll go outside with you, I'll throw football with you, Uh, I'll play with you, but I'm not going to be buying anything. And I made that really clear. And I had tremendous rapport with the young people because they, it wasn't about the gifts. It was about the connection. So what I would say, Sharon, is find a way to connect and maybe, maybe you have to, and and again, I'm only saying this to you because you're the only one who can, you can control since you're the only one who you can control, maybe look inward and ask yourself, have you kind of enabled this in some ways by maybe buying stuff more and more and maybe could you think you know what maybe you've built up a story or a narrative. maybe you've narrated your own movie in your mind saying they're not going to come around unless i buy gifts but what if you were to just connect with them and ask them about their lives listen to them validate them explore options about life with them what about if you were to share life lessons with them you have a world of wealth inside you so what if you were to share that with them not nag, not complain, not tell them how they should be, not tell them how they are doing things wrong because oftentimes, here's an interesting point, a lot of times we nag people and tell them what they're doing wrong in hopes that then they will then see that we, cre- that we create that problem so that we hope that they'll then turn to us to solve that problem. But unconsciously, all we really are doing And and visibly what we're doing is just nagging them and making ourselves an uncomfortable space to be. But what if instead of nagging at people, what if you really analyze, I mean, like throw up game film of yourself and really look at your interactions. Are you a safe space to be around? Are you someone who they would want to be around or are you negative? Are you complaining? Is everything miserable or are you really a place of peace? Because when you become a place of peace, people will be drawn into you. Hey, 866-391-1020 is the number here. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. You're listening to Emotional Management with Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. Hey, I'm Dr. Christian Conti, and you're listening to Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Right before the break, I hit a question, but I kind of want to go back to it. Um this question said from Sharon, I feel like everyone in my family takes advantage of me. The only time people come around me is if I buy them gifts. I want people to come around, but I don't want to be because I buy them gifts. From Sharon. So Sharon, thank you again for that question. Here's why I want to come back to that. When I ask you to really look at your life and ask what kind of energy you bring to situations, what kind of energy do you leave behind? In other words, how do people feel When they're around you, I really want you to ask yourself that. How do people feel when they're around you? Do they feel judged? Do they feel safe? Do they feel like you're gonna nag them and tell them how they're doing things wrong? Do they feel like you're gonna complain? Because, you know, they say misery loves company, or wait, yeah, misery loves company, but I don't think company always loves misery. I, think, I don't know if I just said that and I'm the first person to say that, but I'm going to tell you what, that's a good one right there. Misery loves company, but I don't think company always loves misery. So <laughs> I got to write that down. <laughs> that's a good one right there. Uh, so I think what's interesting though, if we can recognize that, then we need to say maybe we shouldn't just be speaking of miserable things like let's be a source of light so let's picture it this way i'm a real i'm a visual person so imagine you're walking into a room and you can either walk into a room that's filled with garbage with litter everywhere that uh is just and really difficult to look at or you can walk into a beautiful room with uh you know whatever was appealing to you beautiful paintings or beautiful uh, nature in uh, plants and things like that. Which room would you actively choose to spend time in? Would you choose to spend time in the room that was cluttered and and filled with garbage? Or would you choose to fill, spend time in the clean, peaceful room, uh, safe space? Look, when you are a space of energy for people, whether you make yourself a safe space or not is up to you. Remember you're the, you're the director, you're, you're in charge. You're the writer, the director, you're the only one inside your mind. And so you can narrate the movie that's playing in your mind. And I would say, I would say to be really mindful of what you're bringing to people, because if you bring peace to people, people want to be around you. They want to be around that. It's appealing. It's attractive. It's attractive to not add chaos to people's lives. And whereas you might be believing misery loves company, the truth is that misery is just tough to be around. And if people have had their own tough day, the last thing they want to do is listen to more tough things. And the then sometimes people hear me say that and they want to go to the opposite. Like, okay, well, I'll just act like I'm happy all the time. No, that's not it either because being genuine is what matters. And so it comes back full circle to what I talked about earlier on, which was be accurate with the world. Sure. You have aches and pains. Sure. Things aren't going exactly the way you want them to, but be accurate with your language. The more accurate you are with your language, the more balanced you are in your life, the more peace you feel inside. So it is about finding that balance. It's about finding that, and you can do that. You have that ability to do that. It's not easy. The answers are simple, The answers are simple, but the process of getting there is difficult. I might be able to be the guidepost and point the way, but ultimately you're the only one who can take that hike. You're the only one who can go on that journey through the depths of your undiscovered psyche, but it's worth it. That adventure inside your head is worth it. You're going to have to reframe things from time to time. It's not awful or terrible. You know, there were events in history that really were awful and terrible. Now, you have to ask yourself if what you're experiencing is really awful and terrible. Like the Holocaust, that was awful. That was terrible. The things when people have been treated in that way, that's awful. That's terrible. You having to stand in a long line at the grocery store, that's not awful and terrible. It's just not. So, you want to be accurate with your language. There was a philosopher, Ludwig Wittgenstein, who claimed to be the last philosopher. He said, I solved all the problems of philosophy. He said, there are no real problems in life. There are only problems in language. And I really tend to agree with that. Although I think it was a little presumptuous of him to claim to be the last philosopher. He certainly was an important one. Look, you get to tell the story of your life inside your head. So what are you saying? There's a beautiful short story called The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. And he was a daydreamer. I loved that story. I read that story as a kid. My mom exposed me to tons of stories as a child. She used to read to me, tell me stories. That's how I became a storyteller. I just loved it. But uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, actually, I think they made a movie out of it. It's amazing because the short story is like three pages. So the fact that they could make a full movie screen uh, movie was is fantastic. But uh, he daydreamed. He was in control of living that beautiful life inside his head. Well, you live inside your head as well, and the story, the, the room, the space that you're creating inside your mind that dictates how you, what comes out of your pores, whether or not people want to be around you, whether or not they want to choose to be around you, but you alone can dictate that. You alone can choose to be that space of peace for people. The question is, how do you do it? And that's why every week I come back to do this show, to give you some emotional management, to give you some insight and talk to you. And uh, I love doing the show. I'm honored for everybody who came by and listened tonight. I hope that you're able to take some of this information and use it in the way that helps you best awaken and be transformed. Peace is not complex, but it does take effort. The question is, will you put the effort in? And the saying for the night, I got to say it one more time just so I remember it. Misery might love company, but company doesn't always love misery. So, this is emotional management. Till next time, I wish you much peace. Emotional Management, KDKA Radio.